Cold rain slid down Rosalind's skin, chilling her to the bone. Why would you say that? It's not important. What did your second soul bring out in you, then? What's your true nature? For just a moment, darkness crept over his eyes like pooling ink, giving her a dizzying glimpse into the void. You're kidding yourself, little girl, if you think you don't already know. A shiver snaked up her spine, and she let out a long breath. They're going to have to stop calling me that when I'm wielding the power of seven gods. Perhaps that's the real obstacle for you, isn't it? A woman with power greater than yours? No, Rosalind. His eyes brightened to silver again. But the important question is, are you sure you're ready for what lies ahead, even with your power of seven gods? Her stomach flipped. She wasn't ready, not at all. But she wasn't about to tell Cain that. Of course I'm ready, she lied. And I need you to make me a promise. When I go into Cambridge, you can't come after me. I need you to trust that I can do it on my own. Don't underestimate me, okay? He stared down at her, and she was certain the starlight dimmed in the sky for a moment. If that's what you really want. She turned to walk away from him, dread blooming in her chest. Perhaps this would be a good time to get herself acquainted with Cerberus. The light rain continued to fall and Rosalind rubbed her arms for warmth as she walked down the cobbled path to Cerberus's bar. Drew and the Brotherhood had the upper hand in every way, creating dreadful armies and palaces, recruiting new converts with the promise of wealth and riches from a benevolent god. Her cousin would be sitting on a marble throne, presiding over the kingdom he'd always wanted, and planning how to capture his queen. Cleo's aura roiled restlessly in Rosalind's chest, Rosalind wanted a few hours off, but, as ever, her second soul was hungry for bloodshed and vengeance. Kill the hunters, Cleo sang. I will, Rosalind whispered. You and I will kill them together. Rosalind's footfalls clicked over the stones. There was a time when she had no chance in hell of walking through these streets unscathed. But since she'd been using God's magic, the vampires had begun to ignore her. The street curved down to a steep-roofed stone building, a grimacing, winged gargoyle looming over its entrance. Cerberus's. Perfect. With any luck, a few hours there would mean a few hours where she could forget about Drew, and perhaps forget about Kane's bizarre proclamation that she and Malthus were destined for each other. She pushed through an arched wooden door into the bar. As the breeze filtered in, candles guttered over the shadowy stone walls. In alcoves around the bar, vampires hunched over silver cups, barely registering her arrival.